1: This is Tom and Bach coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. I'm not commenting on that until I'm ready to comment on it. Jake Bakoven You watch the game. You figure it out, huh? What do you think? Tom and Bach starts now.
2: What do I think? I think it's a glorious day. It's The sun is shining. It's another beautiful day. We're inside the trailer, so we'd be comfy anyway because Jake has hooked us up. Uh, We're eating Chick-fil-A food as we speak. We'll eat more at the end of the show at uh, 2 o'clock today. But it is Tailgate Tuesday. Stop by this location if you're in the neighborhood at 48th and O, Or you can go by the South Point location as well and use the Chick-fil-A app to order a scan to get rewards points, and you'll be registered to win a free Tailgate meal for 15 people. That's chicken nuggets, fresh fruit, iced tea, or lemonade, and they'll call you if you are the winner to tell you that you're the winner uh, tomorrow. But you're all winners in our hearts today. Uh, I was thinking about, you know, Nebraska basketball, it's a busy day. You've got yeah, Nebraska women's basketball today. Uh, you've got men's hoops tonight. Uh, you had the NFL last night. You had the Jokic fight yes. last night. We've got lots of, to talk about on this show. I can't think of anything else. Uh, that yeah. we, other than, the, of course, what happened uh, at Memorial Stadium yesterday with the, the house cleaning that we saw. <laughs> Four assistants were fired yesterday by head coach Scott Frost. Uh, So we have our answer. Scott Frost is staying, but four dudes are leaving.
3: And how much do you think this uh, is in reaction to the Omaha World Herald's editorial uh, yeah. section? It, it, I mean, <laughs> saying, who wrote that? Edito- it was
2: well written. Yeah, it, it was, was extremely well written.
3: well written and well crafted. Very strange. And then you know, the news—it was just kind of a weird day to be a Husker fan. Yeah. <laughs> the news that they're keeping Frost, and then you wait a little bit longer, and then they dump all the the whole offense. I mean, outside um, of outside of the tight ends, Keshawn Beckton. Um, so just a, a very weird uh, day, and in a, in a day that's going to change, you know, alter kind of what uh this this football team looks like moving forward there's still two games to be played um you know, we, uh, there's all sorts of opinions to go around, but I feel some type of way about leaving the uh, Iowa and Wisconsin kind of giving up on the season to a degree. Um, well, wait, but wait a minute.
2: Uh, what happens if uh, they bring in all these guys that have been, you know, just pushing pencils around and numbers on a sheet of paper yeah. at, doing analytics? What if they call all, Ron Brown is back?
3: Ron Brown is I'm excited about Ron Brown.
2: being yeah, back, boy, boy. Be His I mean, he's got one national title in him alone. <laughs> I mean, he's good. He's good for two wins over Wisconsin. And I don't know. He's won. The, he won three for crying out loud. He was part of sixty and three. No, just kidding. You're right. It's it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a Herculean task, I would think. I mean, Greg Austin, uh, knew he ran the run game. Yeah. Uh, Matt Lubick was the offensive coordinator. Yes, lots of input uh, by Frost, and they'll bring in Frank Verducci and some of these guys behind. I wonder what they'll do with Bill Bush if they'll just let him take over special teams yeah, and move somebody around. Uh, but Ron Brown is there. Uh, you've got two or three guys that can help out right away uh, along the offensive line. They've got a few analy- analytics dudes that can come during practice. I don't think it's – especially with the leaders that they have on this team, I, th- I don't think it's going to be a big problem.
3: Well, it's just so it, – but it's weird to me. It's just – and I know this is probably in reaction to the new – you know, the December signing period, the uh college – Colleges all around the nation are doing this, uh, letting go of coordinators and, and um, key people right now. Nebraska, most of them aren't clearing house and keeping no. the head coach, even though his specialty is where, you know, you're making all the firings around. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so make Nebraska's, uh, Nebraska, I mean, for the future, it's fascinating uh, what this offense will look like. But for this current year, and I just feel like there's, I don't I feel like there is something to be left for this year. I know the bowl game's over. Maybe that was the whole goal and once that's down you, you make your moves, but you haven't beat Iowa in so many years. You haven't beat Wisconsin in so many years. I just think that maybe they could they could have ran it through and and maybe like the firing the coaches as of now um, I thought maybe they could have had him go throughout the season. But, you know, maybe those guys want to look around. It's just weird. It's an it's an adjustment to, to the way that we've done college football in the past.
2: It doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's what he did. And I would say it has a lot of support. I don't know it, what, if you oh, did yeah. a poll, uh, if that would be more supported than, you know, firing Frost and the whole staff. It'll be interesting to do that. And, and our poll basically is the text line, the Sutter-Haven text line, and the Honda of Lincoln Hotline four six four five six eight five. But Frost does go from five million dollars to four million dollars. The buyout is reduced to seven point five million dollars if he's fired in twenty twenty two. It would have been fifteen. That's uh, a headache. big one. Yeah, so that that's a big savings, and that maybe that's part of what you do. But I thought Trev was really open when he talked about it, the reasons that he did it, and that he, you know, he considered firing Scott Frost, and maybe that's part of it. The contract. Oh, but, I mean, he would have had a case no matter what. 15 and 27 overall, 3 and 7 this year, 1 and 6 in the league, 10 and 23 overall in the Big Ten. I mean, it has not gone swimmingly. Uh, so he said loyalty. I mean, the, the best yep. reason uh, that he had, for, aside from how competitive they've been in most of the big games. This year, they haven't lost a game by more than nine points uh, all season long. So you can make that argument. But there have been some clunkers with Minnesota and and Purdue. And Trev pointed that out while weighing this decision. But ultimately, for him, it was – this is a brother. He literally used the word brother and said it's about loyalty. And laugh at that if you want, but that's the reason I'm bringing him back.
3: Well, and it, yeah, it's a, it's a combination of things. I mean, it, but I, 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 like the fact that he was, he was honest about it. He didn't do, you know, because this is a move that you just haven't seen. I mean, it's kind of different than what we see in college football, um, so usually you kind of try to do the business thing, right? You yeah. try to make business sense of it. And he said, there's not a whole lot of analytics or stats or anything that shows that this is going to work. Right. And you know, for for an athletic director to say that, I mean, he's being brutally honest. Uh and then to just say that this is Scott Frost that we're talking about. This is our brother. This is a Husker. Mm-hmm. Uh and so we want to give him the benefit of the doubt and want to give him one more chance. Obviously, while, while uh, you know, making some moves on the staff to tr- to try to make it go forward. And and Trev, for what it's worth, Trev said he didn't pressure Scott to make any, any moves. I do wonder if, you know, you have that meeting with Coach Frost and say, because I, I sure would, is say, how is this going to get better? I wouldn't just say, we're either keeping him or not. You you talk to him, you say, how is this going to get better? He lays out a plan. So maybe while not necessarily pressuring to fire guys, to, you know, instead going into the meeting saying, Tell me what you're going to do to make this thing work, uh, and then you know Frost went from there and decided those things. But it's just it's 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 crazy. I kind of love it. It's Nebraska nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's it's <laughs> it's standing up for our Husker guy, and at the same time, it makes some football sense. We get stuck in these boxes where you know if the head coach is failing, get rid of the whole staff. Right. Well, there's an entire side of the ball that's working really well, and I and I think back to 2003. When Bo Pelini had that defense top 25 in the nation, right. Josh Bullocks was getting picks left and right. Barrett Rooted and Demorial Williams were getting tackles left and right. Mm-hmm. That defense was a top 25 defense because we had had it up to here with Frank Solidge right. and the nine and three wasn't good enough coming off seven and seven. We fired him, got rid of it. And then the next year, the defense was awful. Yeah. So this year, instead of, you know, going with that path, going with the complete rebuild, it's, it's worth, I think, them going with, hey, let's scrap the offense, see if we can kind of build around the defense. We at least have something going for us that's keeping us in these games. Most teams, I don't care, you know, who your head coach is or whatever, right. you don't stay, you don't keep Oklahoma in the 20s. You don't keep Ohio State in the 20s. Mm-hmm. As long as you have a defense to, to, to kind of rely on it that can do that sort right. of thing, I think it's worth the experiment that they're, that they're trying out.
2: You know, what made it awkward for me is what you just said. Uh, you keep the defense, which is not Scott Frost's side of the ball. It no. would have been easier if he would have been the defensive coordinator, and his, his side is going swimmingly. But you could make the case the easiest one to fire would be Frost. This is oh, yeah. his offense. Uh, you know, he was the quarterback coach. I mean, he's been that from time to time and a mentor to Adrian. And they haven't gotten better on that side of the ball. He took control of the offensive line for one week. It looked pretty good against Northwestern. And then, you know, now yeah, you injury. remember the last four games. They're not running for much over 100 yards if they're yeah. even getting that. Uh, so the, the case you could really make is get rid of that Frost guy and keep everybody else. Keep except for, yeah, yeah. yeah, keep Shenander, <laughs> keep the defense, and then work on the offense. Uh, that's what makes this – conversation a little bit more weird because now apparently the conversation with with Trav was hey we met uh, for 20 minutes every Sunday and those 20 minutes became two hours and we talked over everything and maybe it's time for you to be a CEO and, and manage this thing from a larger perspective you don't have the time to be a coordinator you don't have the time uh, to do anything but recruit your team uh, be aware of every detail going on within your program, and you can't do those things if you're coordinating the offense. That's what I got from what happened yesterday. You're going to be the CEO. Uh, you and you handle the big picture stuff, and find coaches around you that are great coaches that can handle everything else.
3: Yeah, and of course the the biggest. I mean, we'll see with all these different uh, openings what they're going to do with them. But the offensive coordinator is going to be a fascinating hire, yeah. no, regardless who it is, because it'll give you kind of an it's idea Tim of the Beck. direction they're going. It's in. going to be Tim, Tim Beck. Beck's not a bad choice. Actually. I would actually love. Tim <laughs> He's got Beck. North Carolina State in the top twenty-five uh, right now as their offensive uh, coordinator, but uh, uh the, you know, and he was actually pretty good. He might be the best offense as a coordinator in quite some time. I think we go back how as much crap as we gave him.
2: As much crap as we gave him, when he left, I think they were averaging like 38 points Oh, a game. yeah. And that we were mad at him uh, because, you know, you, you, you lost that one? 38-35? What's going on? Yeah.
3: Our, you know, or, it's like 63-35 at times, and we're still uh, going, you know, they um, don't know what they're doing on offense. <laughs> it's incredible how the, the discussion has changed. Tim
2: Beck is a much better offensive quarter coordinator currently uh, than Scott Frost. It's not yeah. even It's not even close. Uh, so you could make that case, and I wouldn't laugh at it. I didn't laugh at it because I think he was really pretty good. It's, that's what makes this thing weird. He's got to get these hires right. Um, there is obviously a disconnect, I think, especially between him and Greg Austin. Oh, yeah. They, they, they didn't seem to commute, and you had the thing this year where Greg Austin took over the keys to the run game, if I'm going to do this thing, I want to, you know, be more yeah. involved in Run it. And we're going to be.
0: Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 2.49 dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: power football, and where did that go? Uh, And it felt like maybe he had a connection with Matt Lubick and Scott Frost was going to try to stay out of it more. But I don't know that that really lasted. Uh, Frost uh, was told by Alberts that, I'm going to take all this unnecessary stuff off your plate, and you're going to focus – on the details of your team. I, and I think that's a great place to start.
3: It is a great place to start, and it, it's weird because it's not necessarily Frost's specialty. It's not what got him here. His offense was going to be um, you're the main selling point of hiring him, and, you know, and we all remember the, the opening press conference where the Big Ten's gonna have to adjust to him. Mm-hmm. Go look at his record against Big Ten West teams. Right. They've adjusted pretty well, oh, uh, to yes. what, to what he's done. So, um, you know, it, it, it is weird. It's not necessarily Frost's specialty to be a CEO. Um, it is an adjustment and it's, it's kind of a, a revival and a, a second round of his, you know, his go with this thing. And I don't know and, and people are, are kinda questioning, does that mean one year? Does it two years? Usually when you make all these changes, it's an indication of something to come. Um but and, and I don't know where where the expectation is, right? Are we going into next year? If you go three and nine, I'm and, and you don't return a majority of your players, I'm sorry. The national media is gonna laugh at you if you think you can win eight or nine games. Um so the expectation is going to be again to me around six and six. Is that good enough, though, for what we want? Is that is that good enough in, you know, Here, round you see two? The answer. Yes. Is it? It's going to be it good looks enough. Like it it looks like it's, that's what we're here's down the thing, to, right? It's,
2: it's, it shouldn't be good enough, Bach. You're right. But let's face it. They've already made the decision that three wins this year is fine. Yeah. I mean, they, fine they, they, They're not going to come back and we were wrong. We were kidding. Now all of you were fired at the end of the season. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so uh, three wins, they've spoken, is going to be good enough. To uh, bring Frost back. That would be so. It's already tough to sell what's currently going on. Uh, But if you don't get to at least one more win. Come on. Where's the hope? I, I just, uh, but that's the decision they made, and I think that the explanation that it's done because of recruiting. You can't have these guys going out on a bye week recruiting, uh, telling oh, recruits that <laughs> he's going to be their coach. <laughs> and who's not. going out
3: recruiting now, though? <laughs> you don't have anybody to go out. Ron Brown's can do it all. <laughs> that guy is gifted. I in, do not every... question that. Ron Brown is always, will always be uh, one of my favorite uh, Husker coaches, uh, 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 and um, he seemingly just sticks around all the time. Very so.
2: young. I mean, they're all young. Tuioti's still pretty young, so is route send them all yeah. out uh let them recruit i think they can figure it out and of course they allow you by the ncaa uh to take a assi- guys that were analysts and make them yeah. at least temporary assistants. interim, yep. interim assistants. so that's what they'll do well they'll send guys out that probably don't necessarily have the hang of recruiting as far as the last couple of years are concerned but they can make this thing work um it's just it's an interesting decision it's like Uh, I thought maybe it was a possibility because we had discussed that. I mean, Mario Verduzco, have quarterbacks gotten better – offensive yeah. line has the offensive line got better I guess I was surprised that
3: it was four I was thinking maybe two well yeah because four four, four is a complete admission that we're scrapping this thing and the offense isn't working I right. mean they just that's how maybe
2: you sell this thing going to the offseason.
3: yeah and I think that is the sell is that maybe they'll play complementary football a little bit more than they are now to their defense and I, and, I and, and I'm fascinated we'll talk about this later about what they choose to do with the offense moving forward um can you know are are they going to run more of a a power option, you know, option for one thing, power uh, type of offense with play action to the tight ends and stuff like that. Uh, I think that's certainly possible. I think that they're they, they clearly they've given up on the idea of the Big Ten adjusting to them. If they're adjusting to the Big Ten, is their offense going to look more like some of the other offenses in the Big Ten West? Um, I think that that might be part of the plan moving forward. So, uh, but it is. I mean, it's really weird. Um, even at the the ticker at the bottom of the screen, I, I saw you know Nebraska retains Scott Frost, and then you see that 15 and 27 record next to it, and you just go. That looks weird. That That is so weird. The retained in 15 and 27. It just doesn't look right. Uh, and then, you know, we, we always make the joke. I do my top 10 every day. I have yet to make the joke of Scott Frost's top 10 victories, but they're not, they're not there. There's not an impressive one. So, uh, it, it's just, it's very strange. This whole, uh, experiment has not gone well. Um, but the defense is at a point where, you know, it might be worth keeping it another year, saving a lot of money in the buyout if this doesn't work. And just experimenting with it, and also a uh, tip of the cap to Trev Alberts for maybe knowing, you know what? This off season, I'm I'm kind of new to the AD thing. I have yet to rub enough elbows with people that I feel like I would be great at going and getting a better guy. For the next three or four years, then maybe having a year to kind of start sending yep. out some signals and, and and some feelers, um, to where if this thing doesn't work next year, then he's more prepared. So you know, and I I think that's a big part of it because we always talk about I don't think that the firing of Frank Solich. Or Bo Pellini were necessarily bad ideas. They seemed to yeah. hit, uh, you know, their level of success that they could get here. But the problem was the next hire, was yeah. the Bill Callahan hire, was the Mike Riley hire. You don't want to have that necessarily happen. It, now, it doesn't, it's, it's harder to screw it up when you're going from yeah. a three and nine team or four <laughs> yeah. and eight team or whatever it ends up being. Um, but there, there is, there are building blocks here. Cause again, this whole discussion revolves around the fact that you are keeping it close with the Oklahomas right. and the Ohio states. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's not easy to do. Most teams get blown out. And most athletic directors look the other way when their teams get blown out because they go, well, that's, a, that's just Oklahoma and Ohio State. We're not up to that standard. Nebraska's keeping those games close. And it would be an easy decision if the
2: cl- games weren't so close. 23-16 versus Oklahoma. Twenty-nine, twenty-three, 29-23, Michigan State. 32-29, Michigan overtime. You had uh, Purdue, 30-23 to in a game you should have won. Yeah, Minnesota and, of course, Indiana or Illinois pisses a lot of people off, oh, yeah. right? and, and maybe even Minnesota a little bit. Uh, but Ohio State in, you know, twenty six seventeen that kind of brings some people back, and they look at uh, if you had a special teams coordinator and if you had maybe a better offensive line, uh, these things would be fixed. Maybe, you know, maybe the quarterback will move on this year. But it feels like the people who argue that Nebraska's close aren't completely wrong. We just mentioned oh, the close no. games that they play in. It's, yes, they always find a way to lose them. And that's the frustrating thing And makes people think, well, you're not really close if you if you don't win some of these games. You're not really close. You're just saying that because those things that you cur- currently cause, cause you to lose those close games will always be there as long as this staff is there. Well, now you change four guys on offense, and we'll see where it goes. Uh, but the CEO thing really fascinates me. That's the whole conversation. Can Scott Frost... Take not one, but ten steps back from what he, how he sees the team now to a much bigger picture individually and relate better to your players. Not that he's relating poorly, but relate better to your coaches because it can always be better, the chemistry on this team. I think we've seen a long, uh, this, this team go a long way as far as court, culture and, and team chemistry. We do wonder you know how the roster turnover will affect that. Oh, yeah. And so this is going to be more important than ever. Scott Frost to be very close to his players going forward and his next quarterback, whoever that might be, and and spend your time that way rather than diagramming plays in the office.
3: Yeah, yeah, and and I think that you know CEO is not necessarily again Scott Frost's specialty, but it's it's I think it's worth a shot. Um, Because regardless of. Go
2: talk to Tom Osborne. Get a meeting. I mean, he's right here. He mentored you. I mean, there's enough coaches. I think Alberts wants to do that job. He wants to mentor him and have him become better. I mean, nobody starts out as a great leader, you grow into it in most cases. Some people have the instincts that are better than others in that area. I I don't think it's too late for Scott Frost to become a good CEO. If he wants to save his job, and it sounds like he did, because he gave up a healthy amount of money to come back to Nebraska yeah. where he could have taken a big buyout and said, You know, to heck with you guys.
3: And his pride, by the way. Let's I mean and he's done a good job of doing that, is is starting to play contemporary contrem- 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 football to his defense. Um so you could kind of see it coming. But this this was not an easy pill to swallow, I'm sure, for him to just say you know what, what got me here, my whole offense, I'm, you know, I was once thought as one of the yeah. brightest minds, uh, on offense in college football, and now I'm gonna take a step back and likely, you know, not call plays, you know, and, yeah. and so it's, it's definitely, it, it's very intriguing, but you have to remember with Scott Frost too, this isn't all just blind hope and faith in a guy that we know and love that won the title. Yeah. Yes, that definitely factors into it. And probably nobody else would get a mm. shot like Scott Frost is getting in this scenario. Um, but this is also one of seven active coaches to have an undefeated season. That's very hard to do. Um, and it will be one of six once Ed Orgeron is given the boot at LSU. So... That's a very difficult thing to do. And, by the way, I keep going with that list. Matt yeah. grounded in, like, 2005. Right. I mean, most of these guys are pretty old. Right. We knew that Scott Frost was going to have some growing pains. We thought growing pains meant maybe a couple 7-5 and five seasons yeah. on your way to, to something spectacular. The growing pains have been a lot more difficult. But uh, it, it is interesting just to see where he goes. But he still should be considered a hot prospect in college football. Um, As far as, you know, his upward mobility and and how well he can do, um, it's just – and this is probably going to help him in that growth overall is just to kind of find a different role. And and hopefully it works out. It's going to be a a big part of it is just what do they do with that offensive coordinator position? What does the offense look like? And then the other part that you mentioned is just how many of these guys can they get to come back? Is Scott Frost coming back going to help and convincing some of these super juniors that you need to – that that there's something building here, that all of this is not for nothing, and, you know, this this is, this is heading in the right direction. You did enough to keep your guy here. Now, please stay around for one more year. We'll now, help you. You help us move this thing in the right direction. Yeah,
2: that transfer portal is going to be huge in the off season for Nebraska, a small recruiting class, uh, and that's one of the things we'll talk to Brian Munson about uh, recruiting, a lot of it. Nebraska is out recruiting this week. Uh, I want to hear – what he's hearing uh, in that regard. It is Tailgate Tuesday. You can stop by this location at Chick-fil-A at 48th and 0. Also, South Point, use your Chick-fil-A app to order or scan, get rewards points, and you'll be registered to win a free Tailgate meal for up to 15 people. And maybe you can just stay at home and eat the entire meal yourself. Uh, that's what I would do. Chicken nuggets, fresh fruit, iced tea, or lemonade. Uh, the winner will be drawn and called, contacted tomorrow. More from Chick-fil-A and Brian Munson coming up next on Tom & Bach.
1: Download our app by searching 93.7, a ticket in your app store. To stay in touch and listen all day long, wherever you are. This is Tom & Buck.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.